Hello everybody, welcome back to science class. I will be your teacher and today we are going to be going over human inheritance, which if this is not finished, it will be your homework, so. Okay, so first you're going to have to fill in Punnett square A and B for the physical traits of dimples and colorblindness. So let's fill that out. So first we're going to start with Punnett square A. So the father is a heterozygous. So put that down on the top. And then the mother is homozygous. They're alleles. So you're going to write up the alleles and then it doesn't. Okay, never mind. So you're going to match it up and five, four, three. Okay, good job. So, what is the probability that the offspring will have um, dimples? No, not 25% chance. 50%. Good job. So, we all remember, remember how to fill out a pun and square, correct? So, next we're going to fill out Punnett square B for the trait of colorblindness. So, for the father, we have X, his alleles are X little c and Y. And then for the mother, we have X uppercase C and X C. So, fill out the Punnett square real quick. Oh, and also for extra credit, I want to see if it is a boy or a girl, please. Okay. So... Fill that out for me, please. Okay, good job, everybody. So, in the first square of the pun square, or in the first quarter, you were supposed to get, for the little combination, XC, X, or X uppercase C, X lowercase C, which would be a girl, that's correct. And for the second little square in the pun square, is you should have gotten X C Y, which would be a boy, and then in the third one, there should be X lowercase C X lowercase C for the chromosomes, which would be a girl, correct? And then the next one is X C X lowercase C with a Y, which is also a male. So now we're going to answer the questions. So, oh, trust me, it's easy. So, does either the father or the mother in Punnett Square A for dimples have dimples? So, here we are going to have to check the alleles for the father and the mother. So, 
of instinct understanding main ideas, it says, which you should have read, that dimples are controlled by the dominant allele, which will be the uppercase. So let's look at mother first. Um, she does not have any uppercase alleles. This is not rocket science, guys. In sixth grade, okay. And she only has lowercase alleles, which means she has the recessive, which means she doesn't have dimples, okay? But then you look at the father, and he has, he is, his alleles, oh my gosh, his alleles are heterozygous, which means he is a hybrid, which means he has an uppercase D and a lowercase D for his alleles. And a hybrid also is, has, still has a dominant allele, so the dominant trait will show up. So, for number one, you should answer on a separate piece of paper. The father has pencils. Okay? I want to hear all those pencils, okay? job everybody so question two question two question two is what percentage of children are likely to have dimples so let's look at Punnett square a which has the offspring that you should have written down. So there are four sections which is divided, which divides 100% by four. So if you look at the one, it is uppercase D, lowercase D. Second one, lowercase D, lowercase D. So the first one is dominant, second is recessive. And then the third one is uppercase D, lowercase D, which is dominant. And then the fourth one is lowercase D, lowercase which is recessive. So there are two recessive and two dominant. So both are two out of four. So it is 50% that the children are likely to have dimples. It is a 50-50% chance. And there is really no other, yeah. So next we're going to be doing question, question three. So now we're going to be looking at Punnett square B. Is either the father or the mother in Punnett's Word B colorblind? So I want you all to open your textbooks to page 178 and 179. Okay, I'll read it off for you guys. It is, okay, so we're going to be looking at the chromosomes. So. read it off. Recall that a Y chromosome is smaller than an X chromosome. Females have two X chromosomes, but, male, but males have one X chromosome and one Y chromosome. These chromosomes have different genes. 
most of the genes on the X chromosome are not in are not on the Y chromosome, so an allele on an X chromosome may have no corresponding allele on a Y chromosome. Did you catch that? Okay. So next we are going to look on the Punnett square that was already filled out. Okay, and it has this one. Um. Okay, so. The alleles for normal vision are XC, XC, or XC, lowercase c, because that would still have the dominant trait there. So, let's look at the mother in the Punnett square B. She has alleles X, uppercase C, and X, lowercase c. The dominant allele is still present, so the mother is colorblind. So, I'm going to have to write that down. For question three, on your separate sheet of paper, or you can do it on the back. So, going to be writing that down. Write that down. So, Okay, so you should have written down, yes, the mother is colorblind because X, C, X uppercase C are her alleles and that is present. So the dominant trait will show up, but now we're going to take a look at the father. So, oh, no, the mother is not colorblind, I'm sorry. The mother is not colorblind because, sorry, I messed that up. I was looking at the wrong page in the textbook. We'll get to that later. So, we are now looking at the father. So, the father has, has X, lowercase c, and Y. Lowercase c means that he is colorblind. So, Write that down, write that down, write that down. So, I want to hear all those pencils again. I can see. going to be focusing on question four. What percentage of female children is likely to be colorblind? So if we take a look at the female children of the of Punnett Square B that you should have filled out, um, you can realize that half of the offspring will be a girl and half will be a boy, so it's a 50-50 chance, but... We can look at the alleles of the two girls, 
and see which one will be colorblind. So, what percentage is more likely to be colorblind? So, it would be 25% because the girl on the bottom has XC, XC, and those C's are lowercase C's. So, it would only be of the offspring and then 50% of the female offspring. Want to hear all those pencils? Okay, so on number four, you should have said 25% of the offspring altogether will is more likely to be colorblind, but 50% of the female offspring will be colorblind. Okay, so you want to see number five already for you. So we are going to see, this is the last question. Oh, never mind. Um, you have two more. What percentage of male children is likely to be colorblind? So, let's see. That would be 50% of the male offspring. Building vocabulary, which only has two, two questions that you must answer. So, number six asks, A person who has one recessive allele for a trait and one dominant allele is called a... A... Okay, so, let's see. We're going to take a look in your textbooks to look in. Now we're going to go to page 179 and look at the inheritance of colorblindness. Who would like to volunteer to read? Nope. Okay, I will. So, inheritance of colorblindness. This will have your answer in it, so we'll have to see. Colorblindness is a trait controlled by a recessive allele on the X chromosomes. Many more males and females have red-green colorblindness. You can understand why this is the case by examining the Punnett square in figure 6. Both parents have normal color vision. Notice that the mother carries the dominant allele for normal vision and the recessive allele for color blindness. A carrier is a person who has one recessive allele for a trait and one dominant allele. A carrier of a trait controlled by a recessive allele does not express the trait. However, the carrier can pass the recessive allele onto his or her offspring. So, it would be carrier. Carrier, carrier, carrier. Good job. 
Okay, so now the last one is number seven. Genes found on the X and Y chromosomes are often called what? Jimmy? No, that's not your name. Okay, you in the back. Yes, that's correct. Good job. Okay, so did we all? Okay, we're gonna do a little recap. Recap on the structure of proteins. That that yeah, that was a almost a long time ago, and it really doesn't have anything to do with this lesson, but it's okay. So these are some big words, so I'm gonna read them. Okay, there's only three paragraphs. This will be on your test. Okay, first paragraph. The structure of proteins. Proteins are made up of molecules called amino acids, as shown in figure 1. Although there are only two, uh, 20 amino acids, cells can combine them in different ways to form thousands of, uh, of different proteins. You can think of the 20 amino acids as being like 26 letters of the alphabet. Those 26 letters can form thousands of words. The letters you use and their order determine the words you form. A change in just one letter, for example, from rice to mice, creates a new word. Similarly, a change in the type or pro in the type or order of amino acids can result in a different protein. Okay, so we're going to be going a little faster because we are kind of running out of time. So, now we are going to be looking at the role of RNA, which is also ri ribonucleic acid. Can everybody say ribonucleic acid? Good job. I remember in your last test with your homeroom teacher, they did a recap on all these things. Okay, protein synthesis takes place in the cytoplasm outside of the cell's nucleus. Does everybody know what the nucleus is? Okay, good job. The chromosomes are found inside of the nucleus, so a messenger must carry the genetic code from the DNA inside the nucleus into the to the cytoplasm. This genetic messenger is called RNA or ribonucleic acid. Although both RNA and DNA are nucleic acids, what is DNA, everybody? Dioxyribonucleic acid, yes. They have some differences. RNA has only one strand and contains a different sugar molecule than DNA. Another difference is in the nitrogen bases. Like DNA, RNA contains adenine, guanine, and cytosine. Adenine, guanine, and cytosine. However, instead of thymine, RNA contains uracil. So, deoxyribonucleic acid has adenine, guanine, and cytosine, and thymine. And then ribonucleic acid contains adenine, guanine, and cytosine, and uracil instead of thymine. So, types of RNA. Two types of RNA take part in protein synthesis. Messenger RNA, mRNA, and mRNA, the M would be lowercase. Okay. Copies the message from the DNA in the nucleus and carries the message into the ribosome in the cytoplasm. Transfer RNA, tRNA, carries amino acids to the ribosome and adds them onto the growing protein. So now we are going to fill in the interpret diagrams. Complete the sentence. Proteins are made of folded and bundled chain chains of, look in figure one, amino acids. Good job, everybody. Well, that is it for class. I want all of these turned in. 
human inheritance. If you didn't get it done, that's too bad. You're getting a zero in the grade book, and it will also be marked as late. So, well, I guess that wouldn't do anything because you're still getting enough. Okay, anyways, I'm pretty sure most of you are following along, and I will see you in the... What do you next have me? Tomorrow. Okay, cool. Go to your next class.